All right, so hey, good afternoon, Porterville. I'm Austin Slater. I'm Jonathan Ogus. And this is the Putnam Beat. Now, we are uh, kicking things off right away here with some local news. Uh, you know, we've been doing a whole lot of talk about the national election, which is very important, right? Who's going to be the president? Who's going to represent us? All that good stuff. But uh, sometimes we forget just as important here are those local elections. And we got some news coming up for Porterville City Council. We're going to look at District 5 today. Now, um, currently that's being held by uh, Virginia Garola, who has a long history in the city council, uh, has been the mayor a few times. Uh, but, you know, she's going to be facing a challenger in local Vietnam veteran country music musician and uh, former CHP officer Jerry Hall. Now, uh, a lot of accolades. Well, I was saying he has a lot of accolades. A lot of. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, very, very down to earth person, very conservative person. Have you I met was... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's actually um, he's in the same band that my guitar teacher uh, way back in high school was in. Uh, Trick Shot, that's what they're called. Oh. And, uh, okay. He's uh, sort of the front man of the group, and he's really, he is a very nice guy. I worked a couple jobs. Hey, I was going to say, you said very conservative. I was like, oh, because I can tell by the country music and ACHP, but. background. <laughs> 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 uh, but um, no, no, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, like I said, we worked agriculture together for a little while. He helped me get a job when I was uh, in between jobs. So, no, really cool person. That's good. Uh, He's going to be making the rounds with his platform starting pretty soon. He's already getting those signs out there. And uh, I'm excited to announce that he has agreed to be a guest on the show upcoming. I uh, haven't set a date yet, but sometime before that November election, we will kick it off and uh, just you know get to know a little bit more about Jerry Hall. And as always, we will keep you updated on as much of the local election as we can, try to let you know when new candidates are entering the race and, uh, you know, try to talk to as many as possible, try to get their platforms. And ultimately we want to make sure that you are as informed and confident about your vote that you need to be, you know? And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what we got for local. So we'll be keeping tabs on that election for you. Uh, moving into some national news. Um, so President Trump has found himself in the middle of two different controversies this week. I mean, that's a shock. Uh, we got to give an honorable mention, though, to the issue of him potentially calling World War I veterans losers and telling Michael Flynn that he did not understand what was in it for his dead son being in the military. Now, these are not something that we can confirm. Other news Sources have decided to confirm it on the national level, but there are no physical recordings of this being said. There's uh, no people necessarily on the record saying that this is what happened. So, you know, uh, to be honest, <laughs> that man is so cocky. I kind of believe that he did say it. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely. I would I say I would have. I would have put it past him. I think his narcissism is so big that he would say that. You know, um, but. Well, I, I mean, but like, like, like you said, nobody nobody could confirm it. But if you ask me, do you think he said it? I'm like, he probably did. He probably did. Yeah, I mean, I look at what he said on the record about John McCain, how he, he's a, a hero because he got captured. That's like, that's, See, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He already said this in the past about John McCain. Right. And it was crazy to me in that situation. People still backed him even after he said it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, really? Like, that that pissed me off because I really, I really like John McCain whenever he was going against Obama. Like, I really... 
I really liked him, even though he did vote against the uh, Martin Luther King bill back in the day. But I mean, I, I, he seemed like he seemed like a good guy. He was he was he was a veteran, you know what I mean, Navy pilot. So he seemed like a really good guy. Like I think I probably would I probably would have, but no, actually I didn't vote for him. No, I didn't. I can't remember. I was drunk most of those days back in my. <laughs> My younger days, I might okay. remember. But anyway, like I said, he was—he he seemed like a really good uh, uh, candidate. So, yeah, yeah, right. And uh, I mean, everything Trump said about him, even as a POW and a you know respected Republican senator, this is a guy like you were saying ran against Obama two thousand eight. Trump still had all those things to say about him. So I mean, it's not that much of a stretch. But again, no physical evidence. We aren't going to confirm that story. But we will get into what we can confirm. And uh, Trump, again, saying he's in hot water for two controversies this week. Uh, one of those being a interview that he had with Bob Woodward. So Bob Woodward, who that some of that, that was the one who, um, didn't he write that book? Before? Didn't he write a book before? Like, yes. Yeah. Like the Great Balls of Fire, not Great Balls of Fire. What was it called? It was called something Fire or Fury, some, something like that, right? Yeah, I, that's that's fire. I, I remember. And he said all these claims. Right. right. We're, okay. Yeah. As a new book coming out, and he released some yeah, audio. He's going to have another book coming out? Yes. Oh. And uh, he released some audio interviews of his interview with the president uh, with some pretty damning stuff. But um, Bob Woodward, a lot of our older listeners may remember, he was actually a household name during the Watergate scandal. Mm. He was one of the supporters that helped bring down Richard Nixon um, and kind of derail his. Uh, presidency um, by you know releasing that information so he's been in the game for a long time is what I'm trying to say so he's got a certain credibility about him and he didn't necessarily need to release these tapes but he went ahead and released them to the Washington Post and in a interview you can hear Bob and Trump talking the president said that he um, acknowledged that he knew that COVID-19 was going to be a bad deal he knew it was going to be a pandemic he said that uh he was told by his advisors that it would be a the greatest challenge rather to his presidency that he had will ever face and uh they compared it to the spanish flu uh this was back in january and so trump said that he he did know that it was going to be bad he decided that he did not want to um kind of talk that up and what he said uh, well, obviously, at the time you heard him, he he was saying that historically, or no, uh, that he thought the virus would be over by Easter, wouldn't have to worry about it. Um, he said that uh, only 15 Americans were likely to get infected and that they would all recover immediately. He said young people, they were immune to it. And then in this tape, it's pretty jarring because you can hear him saying all these things that he knew that it would, uh, it was going to impact young people he said he, this was an interview from that time when things were just kicking off and he said that um young people could get it that uh it was a lot worse than the flu that there was a one in five chance that you might not survive the virus at the time that's what they were projecting um again he said it was going to be over by easter he called it the democrats next hoax uh, and a lot of his supporters, they went along with that, and they did not really believe in the virus because of the things that he was saying. Uh, okay. uh, the president is arguing that he did that from a position of strength because he's saying that it's not the job of the president or any leader to put fear into people, which is kind of ironic, though, if you think about a lot of his message about like Mexican people, about Muslims, about all the rhetoric he said. I mean, it seems like half the time that's all he does. 
is pushed into the sphere. But he's saying that he did not want to get people scared about the virus. He said he tried to downplay it much, as much as possible. And then in a, co in a comment from earlier, uh, well, later, rather, closer to now, uh, he talked to Woodward, and he told Woodward that he's still trying to downplay it because he, for the same reasons, he doesn't want people to be scared. Um, but, you know, now he's being forced to acknowledge it more. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's interesting. A lot of people, obviously, Biden really jumped on that, uh, saying that it was irresponsible of the president, that the president is lying to us, intentionally misleading people. Um, so, yeah, again, he came down quite hard on Trump for that. Um, and then just a day later, so poor, you know, Mr. President, can't catch a break here. Uh, he had someone from... His, uh, leak from his administration was actually a part of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, now, this individual was the vice director of that committee, and he said that he was forced to resign by Donald Trump over the Russian investigation. He said that any Russian intelligence briefings that were damning, that Russia was trying to interfere in the election, any information like that, they were told not to bring to the White House. They were told not to, to cover it up, essentially. So now this guy is talking. He's saying that he was put on a different assignment because he refused to cover things up. He's, he's feeling like uh, that the Trump administration believes that the committees are not going to say the facts, but just what they are told to say. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, apparently, he, there was a lot of information that was uh, uh, sketchy about Russia interfering with the votes in the election, uh, advertising to people. We actually had something this year come up where Russia was trying to recruit U.S. journalists uh, as a fake news site to get them to report on these um, things that weren't exactly true, oh, wow. to, like stretching the truth. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's pretty insane how far it goes. But, uh, yeah, allegedly, uh, President Trump, or Trump's administration, rather, uh, asked for this to be covered up. They didn't want to talk about the Russia investigation. And a lot of people are saying this is significant because Robert Mueller, when he was doing his investigation, he said that there was not enough information uh, provided as evidence that Trump interfered directly in the election. So, I mean, it's a little bit unclear as to what exactly was being classified uh, what information was being kept uh, now even being forced during the Robert Mueller investigation to try to release as much as, uh, information as possible. Trump and his administration are using the argument of executive privilege, which ironically is what Nixon tried to attempt to use about the Watergate scandal. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're using that executive privilege to keep this information classified I got to say, what are your thoughts on this, Trump? I mean, all these scandals, we've heard them before. Do you think any of this is going to bring him down at this point? To be honest, man, no. Yeah. I don't think so, because I think um, Trump has his loyal fan base. And we've seen time and time again stuff come up with him, and they don't, they don't, they don't care. They think, it's a, they think it's a plot against him. And right. I mean... I mean, do I think Biden has a shot of winning? Yeah, I know my stance last time was no, but I think he right. he might have a shot now. He okay, might. he might. Yeah. But, um, but I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough. I think uh, I think with all this, I don't know. I just think with all this stuff going on, his supporters are not going to care. 
Yeah, I think the lines are pretty. Just, I think it just comes down to like all the new voters, anybody new that's coming in. I don't think like you're going to change a lot of minds so far, but I think all the new voters in the last four years that can vote now, I think that's where you got to really make your bread and butter. So, right. I mean, and you got to give it to the Trump supporters. They are definitely ride or die, right? They will no, stick they, by. They're the definition of ride or die. Oh, definition. yeah. Definition. You go to that in the dictionary, you got a picture of a MAGA hat, dude. It's just, you know, it's, I they mean, will, shoot. I don't think there's anything he can, can say. Find on. A chick that's as loyal as these Trump supporters. I need to find me a chick like that. Shoot. Cause they are, whoo, they loyal to the soil, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's true though. I don't think there's anything the president can do that would get him. Uh, I mean, to lose a lot of that. You're right. So I think, come down to new voters uh maybe down to the some of those republicans or um that want to breach the other side you know that we saw in the dnc i mean i, don't I, mean, I know there's i know there's probably uh people that voted for trump that are probably switching sides but there's also people that voted for you know um hillary or democrats switching over too so yeah right and uh man who's the uh, yeah the twitter black twitter uh man why am i okay very conservative a lady Oh, you're talking about Candace Owens? Candace Owens, yeah. No, she's been really talking about that, how there's this group of uh, people that is switching to the Republican side. Now, I don't know how many people that really is. I can't say how many. Uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, pretty, yeah. she's she started this whole movement. But the only thing about, I, the only thing I don't like about black conservatives like that, like, like, like Candace Owens, is I feel like they always try to damn black people to, to basically appease white people. Like, there's ways about it. If there's things going on in the black community that need to be taken care of, you don't have to sit there and talk crap about black people. Just be, you know what I mean? Go try to fix the problem. Offer solutions on Twitter. Don't just say salacious things to try to fucking appease your white base, to try to appease your white fans. You got the retweets, all that. She's one of those people that does that, and I don't like that. Like, well, I mean, there's, I, people, there's certain people that I follow that are black services that actually have good points and say, say things like, hey, maybe we blah, blah. But when you just sit there and say stupid things all the time to appease your white audience, that's where I have a problem. Yeah, I got you. No, I mean, he was talking about George Floyd saying all these things, talking about how he's not a hero and this and that. Like, it's interesting how how far she goes at times. But uh, no, again, I don't really know how many many Republicans are going to vote for Biden, how many Democrats will deflect uh, or maybe vote third party. That's more likely than I, I think than them directly voting for Trump. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's going to be a real close one still. I mean, nationally, we got Biden ahead by seven points right now. But if you go to those swing states, it's uh, one to two point lead at the most. So, I mean, that's, that's going to be a tough sell. Those swing states, that's where we're going to get the electoral votes that will determine the election, right? We're looking at Florida. We're looking at Wisconsin. Uh, um, Arizona this year, all these different. There, I think there's about six states that could go either way right now, and uh, yeah, ultimately it's just going to come down to those states. And I think it will be another close election. And no matter what happens, there it's going to be contested. I think. I think there's going to be a lot of uproar about it. No, even if Trump wins or if he loses, it's going to be. Uh, people are going to be talking, right? And uh, especially if we have another situation where the popular vote does not win the um, 
electoral college. I think that's going to piss a lot of people off. We've already got people on both sides of the both political parties saying that they want to get rid of the electoral college. And if it fails us again, so to speak, I think that would, would happen, right? I mean, it, it's possible. It would take an act of Congress, obviously. It would take uh, a amendment to the Constitution, even though the Electoral College is nowhere in the Constitution. You would still need an amendment now because it's been so many years since we've had, I mean, hundreds of years, right, since the country has oh, yeah. adopted that. Yeah, it's, I mean, so, it's been around for forever, so... Yeah ingrained right that's so it, it definitely would be a lot of work to see that change but i think that if we have another upset like that uh we'll have a lot of people saying that it should be eliminated um but yeah i mean that that's just interesting stuff about you know national news I, this year it's weird everything is a lot more cut and dry i think people are uh it's already pretty much decided how they're gonna vote now it's i don't think there's any scandal any shake-up that could really change it at this point i think people are pretty you know well decided either they're with trump or they're not and the only matter is if they're uh so against trump that they're willing to vote with biden that's that's the only question right you have liberals that say they want bernie or they they don't think biden's liberal enough and then you have conservatives that are worried about biden being too liberal but ultimately it's put up or shut up. If you want to get Trump out of the white house, you're going to have to go with Biden at this point, especially if you live in one of those swing States. I mean, if you live in California, Texas, unfortunately it's already pretty much decided for you. It's heavily conservative or heavily liberal and your voice is not necessarily going to change anything. Random, right? question. random question. Yeah. I just thought about this right now. I don't know. Random question. Cause you're talking about electoral college. I went back to the, when John Kerry ran against George Bush in 04, who was his running mate? Was it Joe Lieberman? Or was yeah. It, or was it John's, John, uh, the other John? Edwards? No, I think it was... Uh, or was, uh, you know. was Al Gore or was it Lieberman? No, it was Lieberman. Gore, Gore was uh, Clinton's VP. No, no, no. Gore, when he ran, who was his running mate? Oh, um, no, I, you know, I, I don't know, actually. Okay. I can't off the top of my head who was yeah, well, the, well I was just because I remember it was it was John Edwards was John, right. yeah John Kerry was John Edwards is running or John Edwards was John Kerry's running mate right but there was Joe Lieberman was somebody's running mate and I remember he switched to like the Republican or Libertarian or something yeah I think he did go you were talking route. about switching so I'm just thinking about but anyway continue I'm sorry I was going off on but, a tangent <laughs> and so we'll, we'll keep you updated on the election right now we're cracking down the last two months I mean, yeah exactly we're going down the last two months it's crazy with all this COVID thing like you don't really like the election I feel like it's taking a back seat to it which it should yeah. but it, it feels like we're not even in an election year like it's not even yeah. an election year it feels so weird you know what I mean weird. I think maybe when the debates happen that'll kind of change a little bit maybe uh, kind of feel more like an actual election but no, I think you're completely right. It's weird. It does not feel like this is a presidential election, even with all the news, even with all the, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, everything's taking a backseat to COVID-19 right now. So it's just one of those things. But um, yeah, again, we will keep you updated and try to get a bigger, you know, better picture as we get closer to the election of who's likely to win. Uh, I don't, it's funny, we talked about Harris. I don't think that necessarily is, it, I think it's a good, good pick. But I don't think it necessarily added anything to the Biden that he wasn't getting. 
already, right? It's not like he picked Bernie and then, you know, how that, you know. Uh, but uh, just like Pence, I don't think he really brings in people. I mean, the argument for Pence was that he was going to bring in these conservative Christians, but I think those people are already with Trump. So it's... Yeah, I was going to say, I think those people were already with Trump. So Pence really didn't bring anything special to the table. Right, yeah, we're just seeing um, two standard VP picks, so I think it's ultimately going to come down to Trump or Biden, and we'll just have to see where the wind's blowing that day, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, so finally, of course, got, we're going to wrap it up today, just doing a, a small show for you guys, and uh, we wanted to talk, uh, we typically end with entertainment news, right, but on today, it just did not seem right to do that, uh, being the 19th anniversary of 9-11, uh, as we know, this was an attack on the World Trade Center. Nearly 3,000 Americans had died in um, in that terrorist attack, right? And the, tr the Twin Towers um, on the planes, etc. Um, and then over 7,000 U.S. troops have died in the war on terror since, right? So it's taken a lot of American lives. It's also estimated that up to um, 480,000 people in the Middle East uh, also have died as a result of these wars. And, you know, the implications of 9-11 are still felt today in our foreign policy. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bush Doctrine came out where it was essentially uh, the notion of a preemptive strike. So yeah. we're going to attack all these countries in the Middle East before they can attack us. That that's And that, that argument has still been prevalent. I mean, you, we always like to talk about the Democrats being the doves and they're for peace and this and that. Well, I mean, during... The Obama administration, we saw the same. Oh, yeah, definitely. We, Obama made the drone. I mean, he trademarked that sucker, right? Uh, so, I, I mean, it's it's just uh, a lot of people have died from these wars. And um, the implications of 9-11 obviously felt today. Still to this day, there's this notion that people have still not been able to rest easily um, because of 9-11, right? It's, it's like it's taken almost this whole 20 year, 19 year period rather to actually feel normal again. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's always interesting every year to see when we commemorate nine 11, seeing like the, like kids that parents were in the buildings that passed away or firefighters that were there or police officers that were there and ended up, you know, passing away and seeing the kids all grown up now when they talk to them and it's, yeah, no. it's gotta be tough, you know, losing a dad, losing a mom that day. You know, I can I can only imagine because I mean I was a freshman in high school when that happened. I remember waking up, and I'm listening to B95, Greg and Dre in the morning, and I remember they're uh, they're like breaking news: a plane has crashed into the Twin Towers. And I was like, okay, I because I, I mean I didn't really know any, really anything about the Twin Towers, World Trade Center. I really didn't know. I wouldn't you know at that time. And um, they're like, oh, I was like, okay, a plane crashed in there. And then I was like, oh my gosh, the second plane has just crashed in there. And I didn't know like the impact of it. I thought it was right. just, maybe it malfunctioned, and, but the more we got out of it, where it was taken over, it was a terrorist attack. That's when we're like, ah, okay, this was this yeah. is a really big, 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 big deal. You know, what I mean? right? Seems like everybody remembers where they were that day, right? I was in, um, I think I was in first grade at the time. I was actually homesick from school. I was staying at my grandma's house, and I just remember I I heard crying, and I woke Damn. up. I'm showing my age and shit. You here? I'm a freshman in high school. You're in first grade. Little hey. guy, <laughs> you like, know, ew. but no, but yeah, you were, you were, you were first grade. You were at home. 
Yeah, no, I was I was at my grandma's house. I was taking a nap. I heard people crying. I woke up, and then I just remember seeing on the TV these buildings on fire. Mm-hmm. And I the first building, and then the uh, uh, you know the second building going down too. And it was just like what I I didn't know what to think of it either. I I mean, being a kid, it's just I was seeing everybody around me react a certain way, and I was like, man, this what's what's going on? You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember my grandpa who was in the Navy at the time and that this was um, a year before he passed away actually. And he was just watching the TV like shaking. He was so upset. You got people got to remember, we don't really see very many attacks on us soil. I I would say nine 11 was the first one that we had seen since uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So, I mean, and he, he was in the Navy uh, during world war two. So I, you know, very patriotic person. And I remember how he reacted to it. And then I, I definitely thought, okay, something's not right here. And then we found out later it was an attack. And, you know, it was just very intense. The world shut down for a while. Um, I, which I think I, that, I, I, which actually I think that year, because it happened, well, of course, it's September 9-11. And then I think that December was the 50-year anniversary of Pearl Harbor, actually. Hmm. I think I remember sitting in computer class and I was like, oh, 50 years of Pearl Harbor, and then we had the attack a few months before. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it, it shakes us to our core because we're the ones that usually do the attacking and doing in other countries. We're not the ones that get attacked, so it was kind of interesting to, to see that, you know what I mean? Because certain countries, they bombing every day, and they're, you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on over there, but you don't see it here. So when you see it here, you're like, wait a minute. This isn't supposed to happen to America. We're not supposed sure. to be attacked. It's <laughs> yeah. the world. We're not supposed to, you know what I mean? So yeah, supposed to be policing the world or whatever. Yeah, that, pretty much, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, so everybody, right? We all remember what happened that day, and obviously, you have might have some different perspective on this. Being, uh, you know, you went into the military. I was going to ask you. You said you were a freshman. Did that? Seeing that happen was that like a moment where you're like, ah, oh, I, I want to go into the military, or did that? <laughs> Hell no, I was like, oh, God, we're going to go to war. I don't want to get drafted. Oh, okay. You went to the other side of it. I You're was like, like, no, 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 no. Everybody's like, we're going to go to war. I said, I'm going to get drafted. Man, okay, so what year were you in the service? Or, I, was in from, I was in from 05 to, two, I mean, sorry, 06 to 2010. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, did, I, so, I, so I was after I graduated, I, I went. I went like, I think I went, yeah, March of 06, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 so. Right on. Man. So that that, that wasn't really... Uh, put, no, to be honest, it wasn't really. Um, the only reason, what, I, the like, only reason why I went to the military is because my friends were going. Oh, so okay. I just decided, hey, I'm, I'll just join them, get out of town. You know what I mean? It no. was, there was nothing for me here, so I was like, I might as well just join and, you know, serve my country. And, and you know, I served, I served, I joined to also, you know, get paid education, all that good stuff. But, you know, once I got in, I had a sense of pride in this. You know what I mean? I had a sense of pride in, you know, um, serving my country. You know, uh, you know, most people, I mean, honestly, a lot, I mean, a lot of people do join for, there's, there's some hardcore that joined to serve their country, but there's a, there's a lot of people joined it just, you know, so they could, you know, have a job, have education, a place to stay, you know, and, things like that but um i mean for the most part you do you do get a sense of pride of serving your country you do um and you you some people don't see like i didn't see it until i joined and i was like you know it, it feels good it feels like it feels good to, to to serve and to 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 feel like you're giving back like people get back to the community i feel like i'm giving back to my country you know what i mean like, um 
And you always ask me, how can you, you know, serve a country who, who can uh, have some, you know, racist cesspool, you know, things going on. But like I told you before, I, I served it because I serve it for the good people, the people that want to make a change for the good, the people that want to, to uh, go to work or go to their everyday life, knowing that, you know, they're making a difference. They're being nice to people. They're helpful. They're not a racist piece of shit. You know what I mean? So I do, yeah, yeah. I, do I do it for the good people. You know what I mean? And that's what you got to do. You've got to, you got to block out the negativity and know that there's still good people in this, this world of all races, creeds, religions, colors, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, no. it feels good to protect them. Now, do you still have that same pride being out of the military? Do you still feel like pretty, uh, like close knit connected to it? Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'm, I would say I'm still, I mean, this is my country. I grew up in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it has, a, it has an ugly history, but it also has some good parts of history. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Bad. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like when uh, uh, your girl breaks up with you and said, all you did was this, this, and this. Oh, so you just going to remember the bad? You can't remember the good? Yeah, yeah. What about this? We, had, this? A lot of good, we had a lot of good times. We had a lot <laughs> of good stuff going. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Think of the bad. There were some good times. And so me, I always look at the optimist. I, I'm an optimist. I always look at the bright side of things. Because if you're always looking at negative, you're going to be negative. You're going to die negative. You're going to have a miserable lifestyle, a miserable <laughs> life. So I always got to think positive, brother. You hear me? That's all the people That's for sure. Problems. Always think positive. Always have a yeah, we got and, and keep it pushing. There you go. And, and you know, I think that's, that's a good place to, to wrap it up there. <laughs> trying to keep up that positive uh positive vibes even on a day like this even though yeah we could think about all the bad that happened to us we could think about all the bad that came after 9-11 right mm -hmm. but there's still a lot of good in this country and there's a lot of hope and uh yeah there's that motive or there's that uh that idea that democrats don't love their country or whatever i, I gotta put that to bed because i that's mean I, I think that's stupid that, that republicans be like oh democrats don't love the country stop stop that why why because they want good for everybody yeah, no, I mean, just we, we have a different vision on some areas, right? Maybe yeah. healthcare, ever, but that that doesn't necessarily mean that we we don't like the. Obviously, we do see the good in this country. We do see everything, and I I think that days like this, if nothing else, maybe we could just put aside some of that partisan stuff and just come together. Mm -hmm. Think about where we've been. Think about where we want to go as a country. What do we want? Do we really want this divided? Uh, you know thing that we've got now where people republicans and liberals they just can't can't even get along it's it's even people in their own parties have all these divisions is that what we really want or do we want to be able to talk to each other about the issues and and find solutions together right because i mean i think it was uh yeah it was john f kennedy right he said we should not be seeking the republican answer or the democratic answer we should just be seeking the right answer exactly. That's, that's a good note, you know, to kind of put a pin in this there. Now, we will be back next week. Uh, I've got some exciting uh, exciting news. We will be having Shane Strawn on. Uh, he is the vice chairman of the uh, Parks Commission out there in Hanford. So we'll be able to talk to him, fan, a friend of the show. He's been on quite a bit. And uh, it'll be great to catch up with him, see what's going on. And we'll be back, you know, covering more of those local news stories for you all next week. Oh, kind of, kind of shifting really quick. There, church announcements. We haven't really had very many because you know everything's been shut down. Shut down, yeah. 
but uh, some events are coming back up in October. Um, there's a place outside of Lindsay called Ford Farms, which is a petting zoo. And I guess they are going to be doing every Friday and Saturday, they're going to be doing a socially distanced uh, petting zoo and fair. They're going to be having a corn maze and all that good stuff for kids, uh, you know, up until Halloween. So, you know, maybe if you if you are feeling more comfortable, want to do more things, uh, you know, just make sure you follow those guidelines. But if you want to get back out there, shoot, go for it. And that's going to be starting at the end of this month, I believe, on February, not February, really, September 28th. <laughs> still kind of feels like February with all this COVID stuff. It's like been one long. Yeah, it feels like time just did still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, it is, we're going to be starting to get back out there again. You know, vaccines might be on the way. Who knows what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, just be safe out there while you're doing it. That's all we can we can say. And, uh, yeah, hang in there. Thank you for watching the show. We always appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. So, yeah, Ogans, do you want the last words since you're here? Uh, all I can say is um, uh, on this day on 9-11, let's just reflect on the lives that are lost. And, you know, like I said, let's just reflect on going forward the good. You know what I mean? And just – Try to be better people every day. You know what I mean? Take it one day at a time. Try to be better people. Uh, so you heard it here, folks. And, uh, yep, if you can't take it from Mogans, you can't take it from anyone. So uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. We always appreciate you. And, um, man, have a good one. Peace. All right. Peace.